When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Monday, College World Series. We are, well, a Bo Jackson foul ball away here from right field near the entrance, staring at the sign, the greatest show on dirt. This is awesome, man. It's been years, a couple years uh, in the making to get back here. You know how last summer went. Uh, we are all ticked about it, but uh, everyone's alive and well. There's... Well, the, the, the folks that were holding the bar up from uh, from NC State have now found their way closer to the stadium and uh, a few hearty baseball souls down here at Zipline. And I uh, want to see you down here. If you're making your way up for, for Vandy today, 721 North 14th, just around the corner from TD Ameritrade Park. Bless his heart. We have put the taser down. We have taken the... Uh, the uh, the duct tape uh, and uh, and chair we make Elijah Herbal stay in during the show. We have brought him with us to uh, to Omaha for College World, World Series action. And uh, Will Wilson, bless his heart, Willie J is back in studio. Elijah, it's nice to have you out. You're out of the cage, bro. Yeah, it's so weird because whenever I'm in the studio, there's two things we don't have here, which is beer, flowing beer and beautiful women. Like you, <laughs> you don't see that much in the studio, and I got that just in abundance here, so I'm having a great time. I was up here on Saturday, and the weather's even better today, mid-70s. Mm. I mean, it just it feels like a... Uh, it doesn't even feel like summer in Nebraska. It feels like spring in Nebraska. It's awesome. It is outstanding. Uh, we want to see you. If you're making your way up, just a, a little scheduling heads up. And we're at Zipline. We're posted up here at Zipline for our road shows. We'll be back here Thursday and a week from today to get the uh, the championship series best out of three. Uh, we'll be here uh, a week from today, the 28th. Numbers to join us today on Hale Varsity Radio, 466-3776-800-825-5865. can email chris at halevarsity.com. Uh, a few emails about Nebraska football from over the weekend and uh, the Saturday show. So we uh, may have time to get to some of those. Find us on Twitter, at Schmidt underscore radio, at uh, Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal, and at Willie J on the radio. Is that right, Willie J, or did I butcher that? No, just without the J. You got it, Willie on the radio. Thanks, man. At Willie on, but you're Willie J, brother. Yeah, You need well, to find a way to get that J in. I, 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 I like to go by Will over here on the sports, but it's whatever. Uh-huh. You know how you. it goes. It, it's, it's Will Wilson. Yep. Will Wilson. Appreciate it, man. Uh, at Will Wilson Radio. So do that. Uh, so on the docket today, Doug Duda, our dear friend from uh, ESPN Superstation, Cardi Hastings, Grand Island. He is either in the stadium or in the press box, and uh, he'll be joining us 
in about 15 minutes. Things have tightened up a little bit at last check. It, it's really cool here at Zipline here in downtown Omaha. Yes, there's all the beers to choose from and the wonderful seating and bar area, but they've got a really just gorgeous crystal clear projection uh, on the wall here of uh, of game one today. And you have Stanford and Arizona, two teams that absolutely loathe one another in the Pac-12. And Stanford was uh, was pouring salt in the wound. At one point, it was ten to nothing. Yeah, I think right now it's fourteen to five. See, Arizona did mount a little bit of a charge, and it was ten to five. But uh, Stanford handed off to McCaffrey. McCaffrey over the left side into the end zone for a touchdown. I kid. Yeah, I thought, I think, I thought he opted out today. No, he might have. <laughs> he might have. Doug Dude is with us. He's watching the Stanford beatdown. Uh, coming up here, Coach uh, Ryan Gatula, Lincoln Southeast. He will be with us, year old coach. And uh, the, the thing on the tip of our tongue is Nebraska in recruiting. Uh, standout uh, for Lincoln Southeast, Jake Applegate uh, pledging to Nebraska for 2022. Also, Grant Page out of Boulder, Colorado, uh, standout wide receiver, both committing yesterday to Nebraska. We'll get Coach Gatula's take on Applegate. Heading to Lincoln in hour two. It's Charlie McBride, Mr. Blackshirt. Mondays with Charlie. Coach will be with us as he is no doubt enjoying hopefully some decent weather on the lake in Michigan. And then Greg Smith, recruiting insider with us. Uh, he will join us here in hour two. You have the phone numbers. Uh, we're here at Zipline, uh, 721 North 14th. Uh, come on down, uh, get a cold one. The outdoor seating is wonderful. It's 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 a fenced, not like you're in jail, but uh, it's it's a it's a nice little black fence out front of the store here on on 14th before you get to Fahey Drive. A lot to get into. Want to get into the um, to the recruiting though, and, and overall Nebraska now up to seven commits here for 2022. Nebraska's had a, a homegrown type feel which is fine with me. And we're seeing adjustments, Elijah. We're seeing adjustments from Nebraska with what they're doing and who they're going after. Uh, A, Nebraska has been plagued by a boatload of attrition. A lot of that is Florida kids. Part of that, uh, and a lot of that is also COVID. And you can't be a normal college student. And what you experienced as a standout ball player from Florida you did not get last year so it was easy to leave and you get homesick you don't get into rhythm you don't get into flow it didn't happen for anybody uh, in the 2020 football season so Nebraska's lost some talent Nebraska's adjustment here and market correction so to speak is all right let's get guys from the region let's get guys from that 500 mile radius it's worked before it can work again, and that's a credit to Nebraska and uh, what they've done, and that's do their homework. They've hunkered down. They've drilled down. They've really evaluated, and they're going and getting kids that want to be in Lincoln. Uh, two kids, Grant Page out of Colorado, Jake Applegate, a, a local product, and we'll start with Applegate, part of that Southeast family you know so well, Elijah playing ball for, for Coach Gatula. Uh, Applegate is just incredible. I know he can can kind of be a uh, kind of a, a slot weapon offensively, but they're going to put weight on him. He'll be an outside linebacker. He'll be in in the Luke Gifford mold. You, you have uh, 
Isaac Gifford that has just done really nice things up to this point in his career as he continues to get seasoned and excited to see him on the football field. But Apple get it 6-4, and as long and lanky and athletic as he is, he could be a real weapon for the Big Red on the outside. Yeah, and, and I remember, this is probably f- what, five years ago now, um, I, I had Altitude Sports on TV, and I was watching all the uh, the, the Colorado State football championships, mm-hmm. and uh, I was watching JoJo Doman as a junior in high school playing in the state football championship, and at, at the time, he just looked like a, a spitting image of Jake Applegate where he's kind of doing everything on the field. Not only is he playing uh, that the linebacker slash safety role, he's also playing wide receiver, and, and that's why it... it Reminds me of Jake Applegate because, I mean, Applegate, my memories of him from this past season are him going up and mossing dudes at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I know the current plan is to bring him in and put him in at the outside linebacker, most likely JoJo Doman role with his athleticism, um, his ability to go out and, and cover dudes in, in space. But the, the main takeaway is, I mean, he's six foot four and he can outjump just about anybody on the field. He's got a 30-plus inch vertical and he'll just go up over a small corner and just take it away from go over the top. I'm excited to, to see what he can bring. And I think... He, he does step into that, that role that JoJo is going to leave unfulfilled after this year if he can, you know, uh, do the right things in the weight room and get that experience on the field. I think he sets himself up well to get himself some playing time early in his career at Nebraska. You know, Nebraska's found a, a prototype in JoJo Doman, and they've recruited guys that can be like JoJo athletically where you can be a hybrid defender. You can cover, you can stop the run, you can go make plays behind the line of scrimmage either in a blitzer or a weak side pinch and we've seen jojo do that they've gone after gifford gifford uh, luke kind of said it when, when he was here in 18 obviously but you get isaac you have jojo obviously that's been phenomenal and now you look at, at applegate that's that's that trend that's that line of succession that you go after from a from a mold and and to build standpoint so that's great for nebraska to get a guy like apple get a local kid that wants to play football and uh you know what it, it was it was really impressive for him to be kind of the first man up for those private workouts he was he delivered his speed was nice uh, all the the appropriate data you know, checked all the boxes for him to be a D1 college football player. And I loved, you know, as many Southeast games as we've done on the radio over the years as Doug Duda is marching towards us. (laughs) He's cutting through the alley. (laughs) (laughs) Doug, that's the apartment complex. And (laughs) there may be a scream or two if you go in the wrong room, man. Uh, No, in all seriousness, though, you have uh, Applegate, uh, who's been as good as there is an high school ball, and you're seeing priority. You're seeing priority with difference makers uh, on defense that can match up with those guys that are quick and in the slot, right? Offenses for years have either gone after a, a Rondale Moore type or a Rob Gronkowski, right? Your 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 mismatch. Well, defenses have countered now. Nebraska's countered now with 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 kids like the Giffords the Domans and, and now an Apple get on the, and, and we'll hear from Coach Catula. Let's spend uh, one more minute here on recruiting Grant Page. Grant's another big wide receiver out of Boulder, same high school as Kenny Bell. The kid is physical and he can run. That's a wonderful combination as uh, he is uh, all about uh, Nebraska. Wanted to end his recruited uh, recruiting process and say, man, Nebraska's where I wanted to be. There were some other named schools going after Grant Page. 
and um, the the reality is this: Nebraska got another big receiver. They got another receiver that can run. They got a physical guy, but they also got a guy that's not far from home. Yeah, and what stood out to me about Page's uh, film whenever I was watching was it wasn't necessarily that – it wasn't the Omar Manning type where he's going up over dudes, but his ability in space after the catch was just something that you don't expect in a guy from a, a 6'3 frame where he is able to – I mean – get the ball in the middle of the field, make a guy miss, follow his blocks. He had great field vision downfield after he caught the pass, and he, he was able to score. That's what he did. Was he would get the ball in his hands after a five-yard route, a ten-yard route, a screen, and, and he had one goal, and that was to get to the end zone, and he's got the ability to do it. So it wasn't just that go up over guys because you're 6'4", and that's what you can do in high school. He was so much deeper than that with the ability he could play with uh, at the high school level in Colorado, which is still pretty good high school football. Doug Duda is on the scene. We'll check in with him next segment uh, from ESPN Superstation. He is scouting out the beer options. That is for sure. We're here at Zipline Road Show Monday for the College World Series. We're back here Thursday, and uh, that's water. It's not vodka, Duda. (laughs) And uh, we'll uh, for sure... Uh, be here Thursday and uh, a week from today to get the championship series. Overall, uh, Nebraska did their big red blitz. Uh, recruiting momentum's popping up. We'll hear from Greg Smith. Also, you know, who's next on, on the, the, the hit list or get list for Nebraska? And Coach Gatula can speak. He's had a number of his kids decide to come uh, come down to, to 10th and Vine and play ball. Yeah, and maybe we'll even get a little question about his son. I mean, we got we got the recruiting expert of all recruiting experts talking Gunnar Gatula. So I kind of want to get his take on him because uh, Gunnar put out a tweet last night um, basically saying not – Nebraska is the move, but it, it kind of sh- showed that I think Gunner's very interested in Nebraska, as he, you would think he would mm-hmm. be as a local kid. I'm going to pull up the tweet here. Um, congrats, Jake, with uh, an arm. And then uh, Jake replied saying, uh, thanks. Oh, maybe there's a deleted tweet in there. I, I could have sworn there was something a little bit more Nebraska-centered. Who knows? Um, but I think Gunner's got to be the next Southeast kid. I mean, there's such a, a tradition of Southeast kids going to Nebraska. We talk about Gerald Foster, Luke Gifford, Isaac Gifford. Um, now... Bowen Barrett-Rude. Bowen I, go back Barrett to, Rude. I go back to Johnny Hess at middle linebacker a little bit before my time. but and, and we'll talk to Coach McBride here in an hour. But Hess was one of those guys, like an Ed Stewart, that played safety in high school. They put weight on, and boom, you're a linebacker. And you've seen it happen where you, you saw Gifford get weight as he's doing good work down in Dallas. And, of course, uh, Isaac is uh, there's some big things expected from him. And while we're at College World Series, let's not forget also Alex Gordon, product of Lincoln Southeast. That, that fits here with the college baseball team. I know, well, we, I know he didn't play football, but he was a very well, good football he, he player was, Southeast. He was, he was an incredible uh, all-city-slash-all-state all quarterback. All-state running, running back. He was a corner. Cor- and I think also running back. I think his senior year he got the double duty. Did he? In, okay. on, on the Super State team. He's, he's up on the wall at Southeast. Well, of course. And that, you know who, who is like the, the most cherished, cherished – uh, night that we talked to we talked to a lot of nights butch cotton oh yes i thought you're gonna say me but well, it's, you, it's okay you're good <laughs> i see you every day but no in all honesty i'm i'm a little frustrated that there's been a butch ban for a while get a, we can get him back on right well I, he still ticked at us when we had to ditch him that one time for a for a commit but i i made it up <laughs> because when we had him on last year during uh, march madness time I made him a, a whole edit for himself with one shining moment in the background as we had his play of him uh, falling backwards in the Michigan State oh, game. Oh, yes. I remember. <laughs> yeah, that was that – was, he was a good sport with that. He wasn't uh, real happy, though, with, with being moved because of rec- – <laughs> he was mad. 
Uh, all right. Uh, numbers to get in, 466-3776-800-825-5865. Uh, you can dial us up here at Zipline, uh, and it is just wonderful. Uh, beers, baseball, uh, not far from TD Ameritrade Park, uh, 721 uh, is uh, where we're located here uh, in uh, downtown Omaha. North 14th is where we're at, uh, just a foul ball away. Uh, we will dive into name, image, likeness. That is uh, obviously on the forefront here with the Supreme Court sounding off. Your move, NCAA. Of course, Mark Emmert is like, you know, we're going to work with everybody. We just want to keep making money and handle our control. We'll uh, talk about the Big Red Blitz, some thoughts on Nebraska football, the CWS. Doug Duda uh, from ESPN Superstation is on site. We're here at Zipline, downtown Omaha, Roadshow, CWS, Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Monday here at the College World Series, uh, just across the street from the wonderful ballpark TD Ameritrade uh, here at Zipline, downtown Omaha, 721 North 14th, of course. Uh, why we built and moved to where we moved. We're not far from the uh, the old beer hall zip line in Lincoln. And then, of course, the West O zip line location. Uh, Marcus and crew are so fabulous. Thanks to, to Brittany and Jennifer for taking care of us. Uh, Elijah is running an errand, is, is what we'll say. We welcome in Doug Duda uh, from ESPN. Superstation, 1460, 1550, Cardi Hastings, Grand Island. FM uh, 92.1 and 92.7 uh, is where you hear Doug Duda, Doug and Daddy in the morning. And uh, they've been uh, partners with us for a long time in the afternoon. Bless their heart. Mr. Doug, uh, you saw, was it Billy Club, baseball bat, or tire iron? Uh, with what Stanford's doing to Arizona. Yeah, I mean, you just, they're so close to winning the first game, Arizona, and now they're going to be the first they team to go They were right there home. against. They're going to be the first team to go home, and that is so tough. I always compared it to the days when you're driving down to Lincoln for the state tournament, and you don't have a 9 a.m. game, and you see a bus coming west on the interstate, you just go, oh, God, there's teams that aren't even out of school to play tonight, and they're going home. Yeah. And that's what happened to Arizona. But, yeah, I, I thought this would be a softball game uh, with what the Pac-12's been doing this year. Both teams hitting the ball well. They used their stud in game one. It's not like they're overly deep pitching. Uh, but, yeah, Stanford, I, know, I assume they're going to get North Carolina State again, although who knows? Could be a good one tonight. No, I think it'll be outstanding. And you had Vandy uh, win in walk-off fashion. I was kind of rooting for Tennessee and the, the fighting Mike Ecklers. Uh, they had a tough one against Virginia, who looked great. And we were, we're, we're rooting for Tennessee because of the fighting Frank Andersons. Yes. Grant, Nebraska, went to UNK, Oklahoma State. Uh, even when we talked with uh, Tony Vitello this week on our show, mm-hmm. he talked about, yeah, he's, he, I didn't even bring it up. I just brought up Frank, and he goes, he's got a fighting spirit, <laughs> kind of like I do, almost to a fall, but he says it's good. Yeah, I hope Tennessee bounces back, and we'll see where, where they go, but Man, it, it just feels good, Doug, and, and you've been coming and covering the CWS for years, and 
you know, ever since, and we go back to, to when Van Horn brought Nebraska here for the first time, what's the vibe been like for you? You've been inside. Junior's somewhere out there with his buddies, <laughs> Jason, Caleb, and Quinn, and I'm sure that they've been tased by now trying to, to get autographs from the Vandy crew. I, I hope not, but in all seriousness, though, I know it's a little lighter for a workday Monday, but it's still great energy down here. Did you say lighter? Yeah, I, I did. did. Did you say lighter? I think we may say that a lot tonight. Uh, about what I thought here, I think Stanford and Arizona, honestly, probably have the fewest amount of fans, uh, so they play each other. But last night, uh, watched it and listened to it on Saturday, was there for uh, the games yesterday and, and today, and came over to talk to you. But uh, last night was incredible. Last night, Mississippi State and Texas maybe have the two biggest fan supporters and from sitting in the stands that was one of the all-time great baseball games i mean usually you like to see some scoring last night that pitching was on point it was fun you weren't messing around you were getting on the mound and throwing you weren't messing around at the bat and the game even though it took something like 240 245 it was enjoyable to watch you set many records what a baseball game that was last night. And when Vanderbilt came back on Saturday night, you know, a lot of people talking about how good that ball game was. I think everybody was just so fired up. People were talking instant classic. Well, it's not an instant classic. It just happened to be a great baseball mm-hmm. game on the first day back from a two-year hiatus. Sure. Well, when you, when you talk about that game last night, I mean, there's so much talk in baseball of how do you make the game more entertaining with, like, you know, they're talking about, like, all these pitch counts to try to keep the game time low. But when you have a pitching battle like that, not much offense, that kind of seems to go against what you'd think uh, an entertaining baseball game would be. Yet that was probably the best game of the tournament so far. So, I mean, just with, with all of the things the MLB is trying to do to get fans back in, in the major leagues, do you think the home run and, and, like, having all the offense is that important? Or do you think it's just more about having a close game, having some entertainment? It's a good mixture. We We've seen some home runs. We've seen some deep home runs already in the first three days. Have a couple more in this ball game here. Texas got one in the ninth yesterday, so you got to see your home then run. Then it got tight. Yeah, then it got interesting. <laughs> uh, if, if you play the game well, then it's entertaining, and that's what fans, I think, that's what I want to see. Sure. I think that's what fans want to see. If it's 7-6, to six, that's one thing. If it's 2-1 to one and you don't leave 12 guys on base during the baseball game and it's well-pitched, I think as long as you get one side or the other to make it entertaining, this one has got a lot of offense, but it's not going to come down to the wire. 32 strikeouts, tying a record yesterday between Texas and Mississippi State. Uh, we have a pirate watch for us on Wednesday as he's put on his Mississippi State rally cap. Doug Duda's with us here on site at Zipline Hale Bar City Radio Roadshow Monday for the College World Series. Doug, going to get your take here on some Husker football topics. You were out in Kearney. You were there with Coach Frost. Thanks for the audio, by the way, uh, with, uh, with Coach Frost as it pertains to the Q&A on the transfer portal. Uh, with with Nebraska here, and and just turnout, we've we've all grown up here, going to Nebraska games, covering Nebraska, and there's been years where, all right, the the fans just there wasn't a fire in Memorial Stadium, but based on you know the the crowd shot after halftime, and you, you got to look at you know USC Nebraska when they were pounding Nebraska back in 06 you look at the Oklahoma State game in 07 death nail for 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 that administration you look at the the uh, the Ohio State bludgeoning in 2017 where everyone took off there's been moments where the product on the field ticked off the fan base so much and it was a it was a a murder being committed on the home field the people took off 
Nebraska fans right now are are they are they I don't want to say fed up, but are they in, are they impatient right now with things? Do you do you attribute that at all to the sparseness of the Big Red Blitz? That's a good question. Sort of, kinda. Well, it's it's one it's one of many. Um, I think when you talk about Coach Frost, it's different than every other spot. Western Nebraska is always going to turn out well when they go to Scotts Bluff Alliance. They never used to. I mean, once in a great while. So, so they go there. You, you have more access. You get to see things on social media. You get mm-hmm. all of our radio shows. You hear from the coach. It's a Wednesday at 2.30 in Kearney, and it's 100 degrees. And it's sponsored by – and it's sponsored. So you're kind of wondering, well, can I even go? What's the story? Will it be packed? Will it not be packed? And you got to win. I mean, we still root for Husker football. But the excitement level, yes, is down. I mean, we're still going to have tons of people go to the football games. Is that on-field product? Uh, obviously, that, that translates to wins. It's not like they, they lost a lot of blowouts last year. They didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. They had People don't want to hear this, but we've been starting to get now where we're getting closer to media days and getting into yeah. football, real football talk again. Win. And here's the deal. People don't care. People, now people don't care. Win. I don't care if you're bringing me in a five-star, you're bringing me in a three-star, you're bringing me in a Dallas quarterback, you're bringing me in a Kearney Catholic Here's a transfer. Win. Right. Win. That's what we want to see. We're going to get excited again. We're still supporting you, but we need to win. And, wow, they need some wins. Here's what I think as well. Unfortunately, we were all forced to watch from afar last year. Okay? You just, you just were. And you watched from afar. You saw a lot of penalties. You saw a lot of mistakes. There were so many instances of beating yourself. And I think they can flip that easily. They can drill it a little better. They can coach it a little better. And then, obviously, the players can execute it a little better. And you, there, there aren't these back-breaking penalties in the middle of a go-ahead drive because coaches know how to coach offense. Defense took a monster step last year. A lot of guys back between defensive setup. You got a returning quarterback that's got experience. All that's awesome. All that's better than a lot of what is back in the Big Ten. But you still got to go take care of your own issues. And, and that's, that's a concern. But you had time away. You had time away last year. And it had been building. It's not just a Frost thing. It goes into a Riley thing. And even to a degree... Uh, a bow thing where you lost some games that ripped your heart out if you're a fan and damn it i'm gonna find something better to do because we've heard that and that's not just a last year thing you go back to the riley some of those blowouts where you just got owned i mean nebraska fans were 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 frustrated fed up and embarrassed and there were a lot of times they found something better to do on a saturday well last year with not being able to go you know, how, how soon do you bounce back from some of that? Not being able to go, yes, listening to the game on the radio, watching the game on television, mm-hmm. even having close games. They're going to be there for game one. We continue to believe, uh, but you can only do that so many times. Yes, we can say it's been 20 years. Literally, it's only been five. Mm-hmm. The, the moment was 7-0, and Mike Riley, second year. Since then, yeah. And, and so yep. we've sold this over the last 20 years. You've, you have either three teams. You've got a lot of experience coming back. You're replacing everybody or you're somewhere in the middle. And we've had times where you start the season off well and then get kicked in the teeth. Or you didn't start off well. Maybe you're 3-2. and two, But you got better. You finished strong. You, went, you won a bowl game. 
when, or you win. When, when we used to go to bowl games. <laughs> yeah. So what, what are we selling in this team? Did they finish strong? No. Eh. No, not as. They we, didn't go to a they, bowl they, game? They, we, they, what do we got? They did, but that, that record should have been flipped. Yeah. Right? I Could mean, you look at Minnesota. Could have been. That, that, that was frustrating. You, you look at the Illinois game. They better not stub their toe out of the gate this year. That is such a monster game. That is such a huge, huge opener for Nebraska against Illinois. And Are you nervous about it? Let me oh, ask absolutely. You. I'm not, but sometimes I drink the Kool-Aid and I'm a little naive. I'm not because we shouldn't be. There is no, no doubt Nebraska should be well better than a brand new yes. with Brett and, and this Illinois team. Yeah, we got thumped last year, but on paper. Oh. We I, should, we, guys, we're all in agreement. Nebraska, uh, Nebraska should win this thing by two touchdowns when they kick off in Champaign. Absolutely. Problem is, is Illinois had, has had Nebraska's number, even under Lovey. <laughs> they've been more physical, and they've kind of beat the hell out of Nebraska. You had to win a shootout two years ago, right? Yeah. I mean, that was pre-Ohio State game day. Last year they came in and just put you out like a cigarette. And then Illinois was minus three or four in turnovers with a former Nebraska quarterback. And you won that shootout 58-35. What was his name? You'd ask me that. I can tell you his, I can tell you his 40 time, and I can tell you he was from Atlanta. But I, I'm drawing what, – what, you help me. He was a lefty. You know who I'm talking about. How many guys have we went through in the last 10 years a that lot. wasn't named Martinez? How many quarterbacks that wasn't Taylor uh, Bush. Yeah, AJ. AJ Bush, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, sure. No, it was AJ Bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. I like Sorry, Bush. I didn't mean to kill a minute of your time. Now. No, we're good. We uh, got to go to break. The, the, the problem is, it's just like, <laughs> is if from the past seven years of watching Nebraska football, this is the game that we should not lose, but we will lose. Like, if, if the past seven years tells you anything, it's this is the game you drop. The game that, that everyone thinks you're going to win. We'll continue this conversation. Uh, Coach Catula is coming up. His thoughts on Jake Applegate. It's Hale Varsity Roadshow here at Zipline Downtown Omaha, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. This station, anytime, anywhere, on Odyssey. Odyssey is your new audio home for all the music, news, sports, and podcasts that matter to you. Odyssey. That's A U D A C Y. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. So Roadshow today, Monday, uh, outside of TD Ameritrade Park. Uh, like I say, we're just a Bo Jackson foul ball away. As uh, Zipline, our headquarters here, Zipline Brewing, 721 North 14th, downtown Omaha, Krishman Elijah Herbal. And uh, we welcome in uh, Coach uh, Ryan Gatula with us, uh, head coach for Lincoln Southeast. Coach, thanks for a few minutes. Wonderful to spend some time. How's your Monday? Doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate your time. Coach, I want to get into to Jake Applegate, a standout player for you making his commitment uh, this weekend to Nebraska. And uh, just uh, as you see it here, the fit, in your opinion, Jake has with uh, what Nebraska wants to do defensively. What's your reaction? Yeah, first of all, just just really happy for Jake. And, 
you know, his family, uh, certainly, you know, a lot of those 2022 kids are in a situation where, you know, had a lot of restrictions in place. And, and so he had to be really patient with the process as all of those kids did. And, uh, just really happy for him and that, you know, things were able to work out and he was able to take advantage of opportunities after June 1st. And, and, uh, he certainly did a great job with that. Yeah, Coach, uh, I mean, my main memories of him from last season were him going up in Moss and Dudes at wide receiver. I think he even made uh, the ESPN Sunday NFL countdown uh, on, on that Get Moss section. But he's going to Nebraska most likely to play defense. Um, so tell us a little bit about what he does for you guys defensively uh, as opposed to what he does on the offensive side of the ball, which we all get to see. I think uh, Coach disconnected. We're having phone issues. So, Will, I think uh, we're having ESPN bleed through. A little inside baseball. We'll try and reconnect with Coach Catula. Get things squared away that way. Uh, Doug Duda is on site with us uh, from ESPN Superstation. Uh, he's been uh, at uh, several of the CWS games. We'll try and reconnect with Coach Catula. Uh, numbers to get in, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Uh, we're talking here about A.J. Apple, get his commitment to Nebraska. Outside linebacker, that's where he's going to start out. Ideally from a weight size, I mean, he goes 210, 215 now. You know, what's a number that you think he can get to uh, and and still be as fluid as he is at outside backer for Nebraska? That's the question. Is it 225? Is it 230? We know how yoked up Doman's gotten at his position an outside linebacker for Nebraska. I mean, JoJo's held up well at 230-235 and just just pure muscle. (laughs) So uh, that's where he's at. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, That's the thing. You want to get guys that are long, lanky, big, and tall, and then you can put weight on them. Yeah, and uh, I just realized, I was looking up uh, JoJo's measurables online, 6'1", 230, mm-hmm. but I did see he is a broadcasting major. we got to well, get, get, get him on the show. He sat in with us a lot. We bring in uh, Coach Catula back. Coach, we, we lost you there. Sorry about that. We were talking about uh, Jake Apple get his fit and what you see him being able to do uh, on the Nebraska defensive side of the ball. Thanks for joining us back again. Yeah, well, obviously Jake's a really versatile kid. Uh, you know, I can. I think they're going to start him out probably as an outside linebacker, from my understanding. Which, you know, he certainly has the the athleticism and skill level to play there. You know, I think you know he's probably going to put on uh, some pretty good size here as as he matures, and, and so he could play inside as well. So, you know, I think he's just a really versatile athlete that can play inside or outside on defense, and uh, you know, even at the uh, offensive position, I think he could. He could help out there as well. I think he's just a kid that, you know, you get him on campus and figure out where he best fits, and he's going to fit in really well somewhere. Coach, Coach, could you tell me a little bit about what he does off the field? I mean, that's so important when you make it up to Nebraska. We were just talking about uh, how he's probably got to put on some weight to get to the outside linebacker spot. He's sitting around 210 right now, maybe add 10, 15, 20 pounds before he he, uh, gets on the field at Nebraska. Do you think he's got the frame to do that, and just what kind of work ethic does he have off the field? Well, Jake's got an extremely high-level work ethic. Uh, uh, he's a great worker, you know, high-character kid, and so um, he checks all the boxes there. And, 
You know, he's got a really good friend. He's he's at least six four, uh, probably between six four. I think and we six lost five. coach so again. Put on uh, more weight, you know, as he Sweet. All right. So, uh, like I said earlier, we'll uh, try and get this figured out. So we are talking AJ uh, Jake Applegate, AJ's his brother. Um, Jake Applegate, standout linebacker. Well, we'll um, do this again and uh, move on from from Coach Catula. Coach, our apologies on that. We'll we'll talk next hour, maybe or in the near future. Here at Zipline Roadshow Monday, Hail Varsity Radio, uh, College World Series going on. Do we have a Stanford Arizona update? Is it still pinata time? Fourteen five final. All good. Done. Done and done. So. Um, the thing that, that Nebraska is doing here, fellas, as we turn it back to recruiting, is they're going uh, more 500-mile radius versus big splash. I admire Nebraska going after some giant names. They've even landed some big names. They've not had some big names stick and stay. Uh, and that's, that's the worry here is the attrition. Do you have to worry about keeping kids here, or do you shift towards wanting to, to get kids that that are a love football b they, they want to be in lincoln well i think loving football is, is that thing that i think that was a, a hail varsity uh magazine issue uh title one of these uh years i think it was last year sometime uh, because that was one of the focuses of this husker football team was to get guys that do love the game of football more than loving the fans at nebraska more than loving the attention you get from playing at nebraska and i think that's super important now that we're getting in this era of power to the players name image and likeness they can come here and come you know make hundred thousand dollars in a year um, but the key is first you have to get on the field to, to build that name recognition and to get that you have to love football you got to put in those extra hours uh, i always talk about this but i think back to that conversation with amir abdullah we had where he's talking about going in on friday nights and watching film with rex burkhead you got to be a guy who loves football to do that because when you walk around campus in nebraska everyone's going to know who you are uh everyone's going to want you to come to their party that night what have you but the key is to be the guy who wants to work harder than everybody else to be that hardest worker on the entire football team that's what you got to have to be the guy who's going to be the the face of husker football to be that guy who's going to come in and be able to turn things around for this husker football program so i think that's what's huge in this talent evaluation that's also you know difficult to evaluate as a coach but it's so important to find that guy that loves football because he's going to be the guy who's going to be that program changer and this might be the most important time to hit that 500-mile radius, guys, because of the COVID. Mm-hmm. You can tr- maybe trust your Lincoln coaches, your Omaha coaches, your Kansas City coaches, your St. Louis coaches uh, that you have connections with. Not that they don't have the connections in Florida or Oregon or California or Texas, but maybe for this year. And these guys need to pan out for you, too. It's, it's a two-way street. you got to make sure that they are panning out for you, but you might rely a little bit more on the closer-to-home guys that you might have at least had some kind of contact with over the last year and a half. Yeah, and look at what Coach Bolt did this year for Husker Baseball. He came in and, and hit that 500-mile radius. The coaches that he had already built relationships with at Texas A&M, and, and that's what he used uh, to be able to have this super successful season this year and technically year two for Oscar baseball, but kind of year one. It's all about fit and now can you develop and I think they've got some guys that can develop. We're winding down our one. Hail Varsity Roadshow, Zipline Brewing, 721 downtown Omaha. Uh, hour two coming up with Hail Varsity. Now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. 
One final time this first hour, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow here at the College World Series just uh, beyond TD Ameritrade and Zipline Brewing and a lot of baseball fans, a lot of Husker fans down here as uh, folks are in line right now. Uh, we see quite a few NC State fans. Oh, uh, there's a poor Arkansas guy. Yeah. Well, it looks like he looks like one of the dudes, legit. Like that, from the hog pen, yeah. Yeah, from the hog pen. And that's not not a, not a physical appearance shot at him. It, it's just, I mean, he looks like a guy I've seen on TV before, right? Did I do that okay? Yeah, I mean, this is not a teeth joke. This is not a teeth joke is what you're saying. No, no, and, and it's not a girth <laughs> joke either, I promise. But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> he's made nice uh, with, uh, with several Nebraska fans that are here and You've got uh, Vandy that gets underway tonight. Uh, that'll be great. Of course, Lighter is uh, in action. You know, real estate has been on fire right now. And uh, West Blue Realty is who we uh, love and support. Likewise, they hook us up with uh, just uh, their, uh, their knowledge and expertise. And when it comes to uh, West Blue Realty, uh, they specialize in residential home sales in Lincoln and surrounding communities. And if you're making a move and you can't turn down that price tag that's on your existing home or you're looking to, to, to transfer and say, all right, now's the time we, we get into that better school district or now's the time we, we, uh, we decide to make a purchase, West Blue's there for you here. Uh, 1120 K Street, Suite 200 in Lincoln. Give Tom Luby a shout, 402-540-3768. Or Kelly Hofschneider, 402-202-2312 for more details. It pays to work with West Blue, westbluerealty.com. So we are winding down hour one. Uh, the phone set up, I believe, is fixed, allegedly, probably. Uh, good stuff from, from Will Wilson putting that fire out. Thank you. Charlie McBride is is with us in one uh, one more segment here about 10 minutes away. We'll talk to Coach. Anxious to get his take on, on the 500-mile radius, local recruiting, in-state recruiting. And with a little bit of an Arizona theme, uh, I'm going to talk. Uh, Arizona just got bounced by Stanford. But one of the defenses I remember, Doug, and... I know you remember, and Elijah, maybe you're, you're locked in. Remember Teddy Bruschi? Yeah, yeah. Teddy was a, was a defensive lineman for Arizona, the Wildcats, and their, their vaunted Desert Storm defense, the first defense really to tear apart one of those vintage hurricane teams that had six-foot-three wideouts and, uh, you know, a 240-pound single back set that could come out of the backfield and just murder you. Well, Arizona killed Miami in a Fiesta Bowl that was help. Arizona's defense was part of the change along with what Florida State was doing. That's where Nebraska went with their 4-3. So in, in tribute to Arizona being the, the first team out and only allowing two touchdowns today. Yeah. Uh, we, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, that, Ari- that Arizona and uh, Desert Swarm influence uh, coming up here. Uh, numbers to get in, 466-377-6800-825-5865. Can email chris at hailvarsity.com. Give us a follow on Twitter at Herbal Essence, uh, at Schmidt underscore radio, at uh, Will Wilson Radio. Will, did I do that right? 
You're like, shut up and get the break. Okay. <laughs> so uh, hour two is on the way. We're here at Zipline, 721 North 14th, downtown Omaha. Monday, road shows, CWS here. Getting ready for Vandy, a tale of our city presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back to it, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. There's a few Vandy fans milling about. Uh, we're here at Zipline Brewing, 721 North 14th here, just a foul ball away here from TD Ameritrade Park. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Will Wilson back at our ESPN studios, and uh, again, we are preceding Vandy. It's Vandy ball tonight. In uh, NC State, that should be an incredible ball game. You've got NC State that obviously vanquished them hogs. And uh, we are um, efforting Coach Charlie McBride. We'll see if we can get a hold of Coach. In, in the meantime, though, are you seeing this little hero truck out here out back? I am very intrigued by that. What do we got going? Oh, yes. Yeah, so we've, we've got a little. Kebabs, uh, heroes, and brats. That seems like a weird combo. See, when you say hero, I was thinking sushi. But, no, you've got. Uh, oh, am, I, am I pronouncing that wrong? No, you're fine. <laughs> I, no, well, gyros, your hero. I, hero, maybe? Something. But the greatest show in uh, on dirt is staring smack dab at us. Uh, Junior and his crew are <laughs> out, uh, no doubt, stalking. Uh, the Vanderbilt pitching staff for an autograph. We'll see if he makes the news in a, in a negative way tonight. My little boy rode up with us. We welcome in Mr. Blackshirt. It's another Monday with Charlie, Coach Charlie McBride on Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, thanks for the time. How's your Monday? Oh, it's great. It's, uh, I'm staying inside. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Is it 1,000 degrees? No, it's, it's cold and windy and dark. Oh, no. So it's storm season. Coach, yeah. uh, we're down here at, uh, at, at uh, Zipline Brewing, and uh, we're, we're just in front of the College World Series. A lot of fans are here. Did you ever uh, have time or get time to, to come up to any College World Series games when you were in Lincoln? Absolutely. Came up. Uh, I, I mean, we came up at least once a year, a couple, sometimes twice. But it was uh, it was really always always a great time. I mean, it's I don't know if we I don't know if we got to drink any beer, but we <laughs> we <laughs> saw some great baseball. <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, baseball and beer kind of go hand in hand. But uh, you've got uh, a tremendously talented team in Vanderbilt. They're kind of your favorite uh, with with the CWS. But the field's really good. Uh, and uh, we've been excited to, to watch it. Charlie McBride's with us. Coach, uh, going to get into a little bit of football talk, specifically what Nebraska's done on the recruiting trail. Uh, Lincoln Southeast stand out that Jake Apple get committing to Nebraska. Uh, also a, a wide out from uh, Boulder, Colorado, Grant Page. I know CU is your alma mater. Uh, what do you think yeah. of, of Nebraska getting kids so close to Lincoln, but also not far, far away 
in Paige's case from Colorado here. Do you like what Nebraska's done so yeah. far this recruiting cycle with more kids within that 500-mile radius? Uh, that's that's a good omen, I'll tell you right now. I, I just really believe it. I really believe that. I think that, uh, you know, you get you get a lot more family involved when you have kids that close, and, and I think that's important with the young people now. I think that the more family can watch them play and be there, and, uh, you know, and, of course, the players appreciate it. I know for a fact that I did not come that way. I came quite a distance. Uh, of course, from Chicago, and uh, my folks maybe only saw me play probably three times, four times in my whole career. So, you know, it was uh, it was kind of tough that way. But when you get people that are close and, and, and they have a lot more, I think, find out they have more lo- loyalty and there's, uh, you know, more comradeship between them, I think, when they're, even though they're from different states, I think it still works out you know, for the best. Now, Coach, uh, whenever I watched the uh, the 30 for 30 on Coach Bill McCartney, uh, he, he had this quote in there that essentially said, I'd go recruit the same kids that Nebraska recruited because when they'd go visit Lincoln and then they'd come visit Boulder, they'd never leave Boulder. They'd see the beauty there. So do, do you think there's any truth in that? Is Boulder that much prettier than Lincoln for some 18-year-old kid coming to visit? And what do you make of Nebraska going and, and pulling a recruit out of Boulder then? Well, I think, you know, a lot of times when you grow up there, it's not as it's not as beautiful as, you know, you see it every day. It's kind of a normal thing. It's not a big deal. Uh, but when, you know, like I remember myself, I, I, when I came over the plateau there going into Boulder, I said, wow, I never, I've never seen mountains before, I guess, in Chicago. So, so, you know, it really made an impression. And Boulder was only 10,000 people at the time. And, uh, you know, it gave you uh, maybe a smaller school atmosphere. Uh, there were 11,000 people in Boulder. Now there's maybe 200,000 plus. So, you know, it was quite a different place. But, uh, you know, it, it looks the same in a lot of respects. A lot of the same buildings are still there. And, you know, when I go back, uh, you know, it's uh, I see my friends, a lot of them live back there. And, uh, it's 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 a it's a great place to go to school at the time, and uh, it was one of those things where it'd snow in the morning and it'd be melted by noon. So, you know, it was kind of an interesting uh, weather uh, place to go. And of course, skiing was big, and we weren't allowed to do that as players because we were on scholarship. So, but we we got up to watch and do a lot of things with our friends and things like that. Well, just like Lincoln, right? It'll snow in the morning and melt in the afternoon, Coach. <laughs> sure, it did. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Charlie, McBri- Charlie McBride's with us. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? A little, little different, uh, little different uh, altitude there. But, uh, no, Nebraska's done well when they've gone to Colorado. Uh, and, and, Coach, did you – did you actively try and get kids out of Colorado? How big a part of, of was was the border state for you and for the recruiting board when you were at Nebraska? And I remember a lot of lot of good kids out of Colorado. Rod Smith for sure. Uh, um, you've got Morgan Gregory. I think was a Colorado kid. I think a Corey Ross. Uh, he was a little bit after, but you know, uh, in that in that window of of right. of. Uh, you know, Corey Ross was a great player out of Denver, uh, and 
And then I think of Doman now, and, and then I look at uh, Kenny Bell, obviously. Kenny's one of our favorites. So right. y- you tap into the right kids out of Colorado. It's, <laughs> Nebraska's yeah. been great. They've, they've been really efficient. Well, I think, you know, Milt, Milt Tenniper was was the guy that in, was actually the Colorado recruiter and did a great job out there. And at the time, it wasn't easy to get players out of Colorado. And uh, But I do, I do know when I went there, we had the same kind of – the principle was the same. It was just this moved out toward the west a little bit. We we I know it was within a 500-mile radius. I don't know if the coaches – I think we had some players from Texas. And, we in fact, we had six, six players one year. Um, maybe it was seven, but off the state championship team uh, in, in Dallas. And um, – they 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 won the state championship and all of them came and all of them played and it was uh you know we're some of us are still alive and, and still you know close to each other that's great and you you're able to tap into a program like that coach uh, a name that nebraska fans know and know well dominic riola great offensive lineman for the big red uh, his boy uh, worked out in Lincoln over the weekend, and he's still pretty young. I think he's a sophomore to be in high school. But, man, oh, man, can he throw the football. Dom, obviously a world-class center. Uh, his son, uh, a really high-level quarterback. You know, what? What's that, what's that do for Nebraska, in your opinion, to have not only the Nebraska connection, uh, with 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 uh, with Dominic, but just yeah. from a from a future standpoint, I mean it's pretty pretty good position for Nebraska, isn't it? To 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 be in the running for a for a young kid this talented out of high school. Well, I think it's I think it's really great. You know, when you get you know, you get a player, you get his son. Toby Wright was the same way. We're really happy to have it. You know, when Toby was here, he. He, you know, he was a he's a loyal person, and he's a, of course living out in Arizona now. But um, you know, those things are really good. They make the, the, the those kids grew up with. I mean, they grew up with Nebraska being in front of them all the time, and uh, it it means more probably to them to be a committed person because they've heard it all their life, and when they get there, they're you know get to see the school and see what it's like. They say this is the place for me too, and and that that makes you feel good. I think just as a whether it's a fan or a player, but as, even as an old coach like me, makes me feel good to see that happen. See their their kids come to school there. Coach Shelly McBride's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, the road show out at Zipline Brewing up in Omaha. And, Coach, did you have any legacy players that you went out and recruited and tried to get? And, and how much more difficult was it or how much less difficult was it uh, to try to recruit those guys who already had older family members that had attended the university? Well, I think I don't know about that part, but the best story I think I had, I got a, a man came in my office one day and he was working – if I'm not mistaken, but he was working for the government, and he was basically checking to see that the um, government grants uh, were being handled in the right direction and things like that. And he came to me in the office, and they lived in Washington, D.C. And he said, I have two sons here that, uh, you know, would like to come to Nebraska. And 
I'd like to have them come and walk on. And I asked him why. He said, well, I just want them to look and see what a different way of living is and things like that. And I've come out here before, and I've always enjoyed it so much. Well, Toby and Jimmy Williams both came, and, of course, Jimmy was a first-round draft choice. Toby was a third-rounder, and, you know, they both played in the NFL and were really, really successful. And, you know, here they were walk-on players. And, uh, you know, those are the kind of things, you know, you like to, you like to see. And then, you know, it, you know it, a lot of times, uh, you know, you get, you even get girls that, uh, you know, that, have, that families have, come, have, have gone to school here, but they came as athletes. And, uh, I mean, I think you see it, you know, every once in a while. And, it, you know, it just makes you feel good when that, that kind of stuff happens. I always tried to get, you know, sometimes, they, you know, I was too young. The guys were still in college and things like that. When I left, I was starting to see the, you know, their babies being born and stuff. But to see them, a lot of them go on, you know, and play at the university is, you know, is, is you know, really makes you feel, first of all, it makes you feel old. <laughs> That's what it does. <laughs> But, you know, it's really fun to, you know, that you knew their dad, you know, you coached their dad, and, you, and, you know, it's good to see him playing. And, you know, a lot of fun. It makes it more fun for us. Charlie McBride's with us Mondays with Charlie. Hail Varsity Radio Roadshow here at the College World Series. Zipline Brewing, 721 North 14th here, just right across from uh, TD Ameritrade Park. Coach, going to wrap up with this. And uh, Arizona just got ousted. But when I think of Arizona, and I know their baseball program's great. I mean, they got, uh, you know, Coach Terry Francona. But their football program comes to my mind, and that Desert Swarm defense, was, was that one of the defenses that helped influence the 4-3 change with Nebraska? Uh-huh. Did you guys study that yeah. 4-3 Arizona yeah. Desert Swarm yeah. defense with Brewski at all? Yep. Well, there are some things in that defense that we did use, and uh, it wasn't the whole defense per se, but there were some things in the certain parts of the defense that we that we really, really looked hard at, and uh, uh, and it made it made a lot of sense, and it was hard to block, hard to run the ball against them, and it, and so every once in a while, you know. Um, you know, we'd we'd slip it in there, you know, at times, and and it was good against teams, especially that pulled guards and did things. We could do things with our linebackers that a lot of times you can't do uh, under normal straight football situations, and so it gave us a lot more people to the football and things like that. But I, you know, their baseball program's always been good. And when I was, I coached at Arizona State and uh, for a while in there. And I, I will say this: that we had a pretty good baseball team. We had Rick Monday and Reggie Jackson and Sal Bando and some of those. You know, they were they were pretty good players. <laughs> and they won the yeah, they won. I think they won the national championship once. And you know, I don't. They didn't, of course, have as big a national championship as they have now. But, but uh, they were great. They were great players. I mean, they, well, you you about had Reggie playing football for you, didn't you? Uh, yeah. He well, we recruited him. He and Bando both were recruited as football players. Mm. And and I remember Reggie asked Coach Coach uh, Cush if he could play baseball, and then Bobby Winkles was the baseball coach and. 
and they really work together well. And then he said yes right away. And and you know, and it it just makes for a better program, I think. Sometimes when you have players that are doing double, they do miss spring ball, but if you're a great player, it doesn't make much of a difference. Well, that's pretty good. That's good stuff. Coach, we'll spend some more time talking uh, defense next Monday. Enjoy the ball game tonight, and thanks for jumping on with us today. Okay. Thanks for having me. Have fun, will you? We will. And we'll you try, can have, Coach. And have one for me, too, will you? <laughs> <laughs> gonna, there he is, Coach. You take care. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, Mondays with Charlie on Hale Varsity Radio. That's awesome. Coach says to have one for him. We already have. <laughs> Duly noted. Duly noted. Uh, Greg Smith going to join us. Uh, we'll get his take on Nebraska's big haul this weekend. Good stuff from Coach McBride. ESPNLincoln.com is where you go for the on-demand section. If you want to hear all of that interview, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Will Wilson, Hale Varsity Roadshow Monday. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back to your Hale Varsity Radio Road Show Monday here, College World Series Zipline Brewing, seven twenty one North Fourteenth. Uh, come by, get a cocktail. We'll be here Thursday uh, ahead of College World Series action. Also, a week from today to start the best of three series. Will Wilson. Uh, bless his soul back producing engineering uh, Elijah Herbal has been uh, broken out of the studio to join me in person Chris Schmidt thanks to Charlie McBride and uh, we will try and make good with uh, coach Gatula uh, from hour one Doug Duda is off to go see Vanderbilt NC State uh, from ESPN Superstation our affiliates out west Doug came by we talked some ball some football and baseball Greg Smith's been all over it man covering uh, Nebraska football recruiting and uh, catching up with some of the latest commits. Greg, what do you know? How's your, your Monday doing? Uh, Monday is still busy, uh, still recovering from the whirlwind weekend, but, but everything is good. Good. So what? I'm gonna we'll get into the to the recruiting in a moment, but I want to talk about Friday Night Lights, and I want to talk about uh, Dom uh, Riola's boy that is uh, wowing uh, the college football world. Talk to me uh, about this weekend uh, and the talent that was on hand and what you think of Riola. Yeah, I think that sometimes you get into a situation with, with uh, especially quarterbacks at that age and, and Dylan is a 2024 kid where you hear about, you know, the prowess and you say, you hear that he's been wowing on the camp circuit. And then when you see it for yourself, sometimes it underwhelmed. This time, that, that was not one of those cases. Um, he was every bit as good as advertised. He does not look like um, a kid that's heading into what is 10th grade season. He's very well put together, um, was just throwing lasers out there. Um, so that he was worth every bit of the hype and then some and then ended up picking up a Nebraska offer after a pretty special day um, being around the state, getting to go hang out with Eric Crouch, spending a lot of time with Coach Frost and Coach Verduzco. Um, it was a big day for him and Nebraska is now at the table with an offer uh, after Georgia and others have also come in. Now, Greg, we discussed last week this the new mold of uh, Husker quarterback Nebraska's bringing in with Torres and with Harburg, kind of that taller pocket passer, but still with some mobility. Does, uh, he, um, excuse me, Riola also fit that same mold? Is he, is he the tall pocket passer type, or does he go back to that old Husker uh, uh, quarterback type under Frost, which is like the Martinez and the, uh, the McCaffrey and the Smothers? 
No, I would say that he's definitely closer to Harburg and Torres than he is um, Smothers um, and McCaffrey. I think that he's definitely a kid that's got really good arm talent, but he's still a great athlete. He's a multi-sport athlete and can do a lot of things out there. Greg Smith is with us, uh, recruiting insider, HaleVarnCity.com and Magazine at Greg Smith HV. We're here at Zipline, downtown Omaha, right across from TD Ameritrade Park. Greg, uh, level of shock that, that Grant Page, the uh, standout wide receiver out of Fairview in Boulder, is a Husker. Did you feel this one coming on? Yeah, I felt this one coming on. I, I thought that Nebraska had a really good shot with him. It was between uh, Nebraska and Kansas State for his services. Um, he took official visits to both early on in June, and I think the Huskers really wowed him. I think one of the things that we saw with him that we're actually seeing has been a repeated pattern is, you know, we say this all the time, but then when it happens, um, it's really driven home that Nebraska getting kids on campus is such a game changer for their recruiting. Um, and when he got on campus, he knew about the Husker history because his head coach um, also coached Philip Bland and Kenny Bell. So he had a good awareness of Nebraska's history, but then even getting to see the place up close and personal and everything that's going on here in the fan support, I think that that was a game changer. And he wants to be a guy that can go out on the outside and make plays for Nebraska, being another you know, 6'3", 185 receiver. Um, I think Nebraska blew him away on that official visit. Well, you caught up with him. What, uh, what was your impression and, and what do you like most about his game? He's fast and he can get downfield, yeah, but I think he's pretty physical too, isn't he? Yeah, he definitely is. I talked to him. I talked to his coach. I got something coming on his coach uh, tomorrow morning, actually. Um, and uh, about Page's game, I think that he is a physical wide receiver. And it's funny because, you know, wide receivers get labeled as divas, right? We've seen that all over the place. <laughs> well, and, you know, not, right? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that that's a, um, a fair assessment of most wide receivers. And he might have a little bit of that in him. But he's also got a lot of dog in him, as Travis Fisher would say. He likes to block. He likes to make plays physically, too, on the outside, which is definitely something that kind of the Husker coaches embraced and really liked about him. Um, no block, no rock is a real thing. I know people scoff at it, but it definitely helps uh, in the run game. So the, those are a couple of things I really like. He's just a smooth athlete, too. I think that that's the other thing about a guy that's that physical. He's really smooth. The other guy who got a commitment from over the weekend is uh, Jake Applegate from Lincoln Southeast, and I know him personally as a receiver. That's where he's making all his plays for Southeast, going up in Moss and Dudes. Um, but he's not going to be a receiver at Nebraska, coming in as an outside linebacker. Is that set in stone, or are the Husker coaches still waiting to see what they're going to get out of him once he gets on campus? And then as, as a follow-up to that, once he is on campus, I mean, what type of trajectory do you see this kid having? Is he going to be a guy who's making an impact sooner rather than later? Yeah, I think that it's, I would say it's ever set in stone um, with a position with a kid, but he did, Applegate did tell me yesterday that they narrowed it down to outside linebacker, and he spent quite a bit of time with Mike Dawson while he was here. I was going to say in town, he already lives in town, here on campus, I guess, um, was talking to Mike Dawson about outside linebacker and how they could utilize him. Um, and I think that that's a really good fit for him, actually. That athleticism that you see on Friday night, that wide receiver, you can also use that at outside linebacker, right? Nebraska fans have been craving that. Um, I don't think that he ends up playing right away. I think he's a guy that you end up putting in the weight room and getting with Zach Duvall and Dave Ellison and letting them go to work, and then he gets some seasoning, and he then makes a big impact later in his career, but that's fine, too. 
Now, Greg, with, with the, the big news from today is the Supreme Court decision on name, image, and likeness. We haven't gotten into that that much uh, this hour, but has that been a factor in any of these commitments we've seen here in the past week and a half? Have they been talking with you about the what Nebraska's been doing with the name, image, and likeness and how it sets them apart from other teams? Yeah, it's come up some. It's not been a huge focal point, to be honest, but I know that Nebraska is putting, uh, with the recruits that I've talked to at least, but Nebraska does have a presentation that they put together on that um, and show everything. And so everyone's kind of mentioned it in kind of the slew of presentations that they've had. Um, but I don't think that that's been a deciding factor for the guys that have, you know, been here and made decisions. I think the big thing has been just Nebraska, like the campus and atmosphere wowing them. Um, but name, image, and likeness is definitely a huge part of everything, and we heard about it a ton uh, on that Big Red Blitz tour uh, last week, too. Greg, uh, a, a thought here, not only on location, that 500-mile radius, very prominent. Uh, I, I guess Reno, not 500-mile radius, but you get my point. <laughs> Regionally, uh, Nebraska has drilled down on, on kids, and do you think Nebraska just didn't want to waste time waiting uh and i'm not i'm not i'm not saying they settled either but i think they got some really good football players that were ready to to make nebraska their priority is that is that an okay way to say fit has been emphasized majorly here for 2022 yeah, I, w- I would definitely say that. I think that that's fair. And I, and I think it's fair to say that Nebraska has a couple of prospects that they didn't feel comfortable necessarily waiting on um, because this has cut both ways for Nebraska in the past under Stafford, right? There have been cases where they wait um, and guys end up breaking for them, and then they end up, they have had times where they've waited and guys have not broken for them, um, and they end up kind of having to scramble a little bit, right? So you just don't want to be in that position, especially in a season in which spots are going to be really tight. And, and so if things were close between a couple of prospects and you like them both, but one is ready to make a decision right now, then one is saying that he wants to come later or, you know, or make a decision after his senior year of football, um, then you go ahead and take the commitment of the guy that's wanted to be in now plus i do think that you hit on something important is is that kind of shows you at least to the coaching staff that those guys really want to be in and that they're going to you know give it their all and really work hard for nebraska i think that that's been something that has been a little bit missing as well as scott frost tries to rebuild the program greg i want to get your take on the um the the big red blitz uh we we hit on the name image likeness side of it also want your take on just fan feeling here. What 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 type of DEFCON level <laughs> would you put on Nebraska's fan base right now based on the uh, the, the Big Red Blitz attendance? Yeah, we're in a, a tricky situation here spot for Nebraska football when it comes to kind of fan support um, and just enthusiasm. And we saw this, right? We've talked about this during the offseason. Anytime, like a lot of times now, when you talk about stuff happening with the team, the direct response is, it doesn't matter, I just want them to show me. And that, those sorts of things extend to when you're having kind of these pep rallies basically around the state, um, trying to garner support. You know, you're also trying to get donations as well for the new facilities that they're trying to build. Um, and so one once that happens, you are going to take a hit on some enthusiasm. I think that it'll pick back up if and when Nebraska, you know, starts to perform on the field again. But I think that's going to have to come first before you get back to like the normal levels of support or what you saw even in the beginning of Frost's tenure when they did the same thing a couple of years ago. 
Talking with Greg Smith here, and Greg, do you think that this is a team that has enough talent that they could get enough wins on the field to actually get some of that, that support and that momentum going uh, around the state? Because it, it just feels like since Scott Frost has come in, I mean, the, the excitement was there, and then every single year it just feels like more and more excitement has been falling off. Yeah, and I think that that's normal given the results that we've seen on the field, right? I don't blame fans for feeling um, that way and being in that boat. But to answer your question, yeah, I think that they do have enough talent um, to make an impact on the field. I don't. There, there's no reason that talent-wise, just pure talent, that this isn't a seven- or eight-win football team, which at least shows that Nebraska's moving in the right direction. It's not competing for championships yet, um, but it shows that you're taking steps in the right direction and you've improved. But they have plenty of talent to be able to do that. Greg, last thought, we, we uh, look at uh, the, the college football playoff and do you do away with divisions? Do you stick with divisions? It's been a while since anyone from the West has knocked on that door. I mean, Northwestern's had great outings and effort, but they, they didn't kill the beast. Uh, Iowa and, and Michigan State, really good year for both squads. What's your take here? Does the Big Ten do away with divisions or do they keep – hoping the West finally jumps up and bites you. I know Wisconsin's been close, too. Yeah, that's tough because it depends on who gets to uh, really help make that decision, right? This might be where you'd hope that Barry Alvarez was still around at Wisconsin because it keeps things uh, still going the way that they are to keep these divisions because that helps the Big Ten West because if, if one of those teams were to upset, say, Ohio State, who's always in the title game, that probably means the Big Ten gets two teams in for sure, right? But if you do away with divisions, then you're probably looking at multiple Big Ten East teams with maybe Wisconsin sprinkled in there. So that's going to be a fight behind the scenes. Greg, awesome stuff. 30 seconds. What uh, what can folks read from you in the upcoming yearbook here? Uh, let's talk about your feature. That's always awesome. Yeah, so I, I, I took a look at what's happening with recruiting nationwide as far as borderless recruiting. So it used to be, it felt like recruiting was a lot more regional or that you would think that teams would be dialing in really on their state, especially when COVID hit. Um, that did not happen. Everybody took the time to really look nationwide. And we kind of look at the trends happening with that and Nebraska kind of being a, a pioneer uh, on that front. Greg, be good. We'll talk soon. Thanks for the time, bud. Hey, have a good week, guys. in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut preteen Swedish boy. Thank you, Kramer. Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow on Monday here. College World Series to our left here at TD Ameritrade Park. We are in a zip line brewing here, 721 North 14th. A lot of listeners have been up here uh, in Omaha, going to the CWS, going to Vandy, NC State. That's outstanding. A lot of Nebraska Red here down here having a cocktail or two at Zipline. And uh, come on by and make Zipline a stop if you're uh, making your way up here to the College World Series. Junior and his crew have uh, have descended upon Vanderbilt. They were wanting to get here in time to see the Vandy bus pull up. And I'm like, if you get too close, you will get tased, Junior. Well, but uh, I, was, when I was up here on Saturday. Um, there was no traffic coming across the street, and I started walking. And uh, like, 
I thought I was just about to get arrested on this spot. Like, you should have heard, like, this officer. He was not joking around. Like, well, you shouldn't be jaywalking. Yeah, that was my problem. Uh, it was my fault in the end. But, like, man, these, these Omaha cops don't mess around. No. And uh, <laughs> they, are, uh, they are here to protect and serve. Bless their heart. So uh, we were at Zipline. Busy day. Doug Duda on site with us. We had a little bit of Coach Catula and his reaction to, uh, to uh, Jake Applegate. Uh, pledging to, to be a Husker standout defensive and an offensive player for Lincoln Southeast. Charlie McBride, a lot of fun to talk with Coach McBride and then Greg Smith to get us caught up on recruiting. Uh, we will have the full rundown of name, image, likeness, Supreme Court from a legal scholar. Uh, Vince Powers will be with us tomorrow on Hale Varsity. We'll get Vince's take on this. The Supreme Court officially ruling that a portion of the NCAA amateurism rules are invalidated the ruling indicated that the ncaa can no longer bar schools from providing athletes with education uh, related benefits or paid postgraduate internships now after the ruling came out nebraska ad bill moose released a statement monday he acknowledged that the huskers will continue to review the full supreme court decision and determine how it will impact Nebraska athletes and student athletes down the road. You have Blake Lawrence and Open Doors that are going to be the leader in this landscape of college athletics. Blake, uh, incredible friend of ours, along with Audi, Audi Kunalik. Uh, so Nebraska's got, got NIL covered with Blake, and I know the NCAA and, and schools, quite frankly, are going gonna to just run to to open doors and Blake Lawrence because this is what he does. This is what he does for pro athletes. He can take care of college athletes and make it so the NCAA is not freaking out about eligibility or or improper payments or benefits. So Bill Moose did point out that some of the benefits discussed in the decision are things that Nebraska is already providing student athletes. So Nebraska has been there uh, for the student athlete when it comes to uh, laptops uh, when it comes to um, you know post eligibility opportunity this comes down to dollars and cents and this balancing act between having somebody get to your school somebody wanting to pay said star quarterback or star volleyball player or go wherever you want star basketball player in the men's or women's game and yet not have that be a distraction or a locker room issue and the, the responsibility that comes with it as the student athlete because you've been able to earn. You've been earning multi-billions for years uh, when CBS re-ups for that SEC championship game every year. So uh, it's time for athletes to get taken care of. I'm pretty old school. I mean, it's chicken or egg when you get into this arm wrestling match. Well, the, the, the platforms provided by the school, the university, the education, that's all true. I mean, and, and the educational side of things, I mean, think what a semester now costs at Nebraska compared to when I went. Think what a semester costs going to Stanford or MIT or pick and send, you know, Northwestern for God's sake, right? Uh, it's not cheap to, to go or get in to Wisconsin. So this is a step in the right direction. Athletes need to be compensated. Uh, even the, the most old school among us can say, okay, it, it, it has gotten so lucrative. And to me, this is all about power. This is all about the NCAA budging, giving. That's why there's this, this Wild West and transferring. 
because the NCAA doesn't want to clamp down and then get their uh, their their nonprofit status pulled and get taxed. That's it, if this is all a money chase and preservation by the NCAA. They really don't give a damn, uh, but they got to pick their battles here. And some money is better than no money. Well, what gets me is I think about your son going down with his friends going down to see Lighter get off the bus, just walk into the stadium. Like, and you compare that to me, who's just sitting here using my skills to make more money than Lighter is making. And Lighter is a superstar down there. Like, the, ki- the kids want to come get his autograph. No one wants my autograph, really. But yet, yeah, I am making more money off Not of my yet, uh, off Elijah. Of, I'm making more money off my name, image, and likeness than, than Lighter is. So there's obviously a problem here. I, I think the. The, the wording from Justice Kavanaugh uh, in his, uh, he didn't go with uh, everyone else, but he had his own separate opinion where he agreed, uh, but had other reasoning. Uh, I don't have the legalese in my mind. That's mm-hmm. why we're talking with uh, Powers tomorrow. But he essentially said if any other corporation in America was acting in the same way as the NCA in terms of compensation to their it's, employees, they would be breaking the law. Well, th- you, you would absolutely violate the, uh, the, the, the reality that is this um, you have no challenge here, right? You, you, you're the NCAA. You're the only show in town, and that's it. And if you want to operate uh, within the law, within the, the tax-free world, uh, okay, but there needs to be some concessions here. And it's, it's simply an antitrust, and that's what Kavanaugh was saying. Uh, I need my, my calm law brilliance to come back to me 20 years later, right, <laughs> with broadcasting uh, calm law. I love that class. But this is something that is very interesting. And I know when we talk about it, there, there's an element of it where you can totally glaze over. But it is it is going to help Nebraska because Nebraska has been preparing for this for a while. And Nebraska is going to take care of the student-athlete not just so it, it can win on the recruiting trail, but Nebraska's all, always always prioritized financial responsibility, tutoring, stewardship, and, and community service. I mean, Nebraska and their life skills is legendary. And I have friends that played on the team 20 years ago, the Garth Glissmans of the world, that are super successful in the NBA. Garth can't say enough good things, and Garth's brilliant anyway. But he can't say enough good things about the life skills. You can't. You talk to some former first-round guys. You talk to some guys that played in the league or, or just did whatever they wanted to do after football that it's not pro-related. Life skills set them up, sent them on a path, and, and Nebraska's been doing that for years. Now that's going to be something that somebody's going to try and pump up on the recruiting trail. Nebraska's had this uh, in their back pocket for, for 20 30, 40 years already. Yeah, and, and I think of uh, my friend Bryson Williams. He's up at Wisconsin now. I know it's yeah. a different school. But recently, he's been uh, in some high-fluting internship in New York uh, in, like, pretty much Wall Street. And uh, great, great experience for him. Uh, he is rubbing shoulders with some of those New York elite Wall Street people, um, getting wine and dine at all these dinners. And it's awesome because he has a career in football if he wants, and he's got a career doing other things if he uh, wants to do that as well, too. We'll wind down a uh, Monday road show here from Zipline. Hale Varsity Road Show here. Zipline Brewing just by TD Ameritrade. Mark Grishman, Elijah Herbal, Will Wilson. We'll wind down Monday next, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. 
been our pleasure to be here at Zipline Brewing. Uh, we are in downtown Omaha, 721 North 14th Street. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Will Wilson, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Monday. CWS going on, NC State, and Vendi, Vendi, Vendi is uh, on, do- on the docket here at about uh, 10 minutes or so. And uh, you'll hear that here on ESPN Lincoln. You'll hear that on our affiliates out west on ESPN uh, Superstation, Carney Hastings, Grand Island, 1460, 1550. And uh, so you can catch uh, CWS action uh, throughout. And we'll be back at it here Thursday on the road. Excited for that. And then a week from today to start the championship series, a reminder about buckling up 70% uh, people in fatal crashes in Nebraska not wearing a seatbelt if used properly. Seatbelts can reduce risk of fatal injury up to 60%. Your best defense in any crash buckling up brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. We have two and a half minutes for the NBA, fellas. And I know you, uh, Will, and of course, Elijah, you guys are big NBA guys. I checked in on it. Uh, ben Simmons has been in, been getting crushed all day, and quite all quite honestly, all series. Phenomenal athlete, awful shooter. Uh, Westbrook uh, takes bad shots, but at least he gets to the rim. Simmons refused to dunk it last night. Uh, does Philly break this up, or do they give it the old college try one more time? Elijah, you first. Will then jump in after Elijah. You got you got to ship off Ben Simmons. You got to find a who's tra- going to take the guy. You got to assume there's somebody out there who'll give you a, at least a draft pick or something for Ben Simmons. The problem is, he, he, I'll give him this. He shot 100% in the fourth quarter of this series. That was three for three shooting in seven games. Did not take a shot in the fourth quarter of any game after game three. Ridiculous. Ridiculous three, three stuff. Three shots? Yeah, he was one for one in uh, game one, and then he was two for two in game three. And he did not take a shot in the fourth quarter after that. It's ridiculous that any team could expect to build a championship caliber team around him. He's good enough that you know he can raise up a, a bad team into a team that's borderline playoff. I think I think he's still a solid player and he creates mismatch, mismatch issues at the one but he's not good enough to run an offense on a championship caliber team. Just look at what Chris Paul does for the Phoenix Suns. And I know he's out right now but he revolutionized that team this year when he brought in the way he moves the ball around for that offense and Ben Simmons does not bring that to the 76ers and they have good players around him um, but it's a problem that he is not able to run their offense how it should be. Yeah, the only thing. Will, I, Will can you find a buyer here for Ben? Uh, not right now. His value is way too low. <laughs> way too low. The only thing I got to say is that play we're all talking about, that Ben Simmons passed up, if that player he passed to cuts to the basket, we're not talking about him right now. No, I get it. Well, we are well, we are a little bit between free throw percentage. Well, I get that. Liability, liability. I mean, the guy doesn't space the floor at all because sure. he's not – He's not feared as a shooter. And, I mean, look how high he went. That's how insane of an athlete he is. And, look, there's been plenty of point guards that, that go four for 12. Jason Kidd was, was dog crap as a shooter. Uh, Russell Wilson is, is a streaky guy. Westbrook. What did I say, Wilson? Yeah. Forgive me. Westbrook's streaky, but he, he can get hot, or at least he gets to the rim uh, when he's not on, and, he, and he's not launching from Curry land. But this was a worry about Simmons from the get-go, and, Embiid. I mean, I know he needs to find an inhaler, you know, but, but it's I mean, just rough. The 76ers team has an MVP candidate in Embiid, and Joe, or, uh, Ben Simmons is not the, like an accent to him. He holds back Joel Embiid from doing MVP things, and that's the problem with Ben Simmons on that 76ers team. There's your NBA on <laughs> Varsity today. Will, thanks again, brother.
All right, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt, uh, back at you tomorrow with Hale Varsity.